Well, welcome back everyone to another exciting episode of the Dirty Twenties Podcast. My name is Marcus Dusik, and with me as always we have four ritzy and red-hot role players. ain't none of them a rube. Please introduce yourselves, adventurers. My name is Richard, I'm playing cricket today again. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start off strong. Um, yep. I'm Toby, oh. I'm gonna play Lonlin. Oh no. I'm Elliot. I'm going to be playing Lizette. And I'm Craig, and I'm going to be playing Salem. Oh, that was almost professional. Thank you so much. <laughs> we strive uh, for that. Almost <laughs> professional should be the tagline of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of all really should. Uh, all right. So, last we left off, our intrepid adventurers had been sent on a mission by the MacGuffins Incorporated company to assess, discover, and ultimately deal with a mysterious cold, uh, a zone of incredible cold outside the city of Bleakspire. You made your way there. On the way, met a ancient silver dragon by the name of Argentina Coldhearth, who at the time looked like a grandmotherly halfling. Uh, stopped a train robbery you met a fantastic accompaniment uh, named Pierre, he's a grung you went into this zone of extreme cold, discovering that it had been caused by a magic item, and that the one person who saw it a gill frost feather had in fact uh, almost gone mad or very likely had gone mad in having survived this. As you entered the cold, you were met by a barbarian uh, by the name of Christrid riding a large bighorn sheep. With Together with Christrid, you explored the glacier, you found the mine entrance, you entered the mine, you defeated some reflections. Eventually, you came upon this wall of glowing ice and magical runes destroyed the wall, destroyed the ice golem that appeared there and fought this creature, this dwarf with an arm of ice wearing a golden blue frosted ring which put up a hell of a fight with you guys but Lisette with a little bit of insight into how she was able to connect to Gil the survivor of this cold zone reached out to this dwarf this ice armed corrupted infested person and made a connection and all five of you including Christrid saw this dwarf's past, this loneliness that he had felt throughout his entire life, and how he was then able to be corrupted by this ring that wanted nothing but to freeze the entire world and played into Hal's desire that everyone knows his loneliness. But in this liminal zone, this place of thought that took only the span of a couple of heartbeats, You were able to convince Hal to give up the ring, to get rid of it, to throw it away. 
and coming out of this you were able to doggy poo bag the ring and carry Gil and your companions out to the glacier where the storm had abated and as you made your way back to the town of Skirwerad where Christrid's love and family lived you were welcomed gracefully and warmly and as the heroes that you are and that is where we left off as you make your way back to Skirwerad you are again welcomed gracefully, warmly. It is getting close in the evening. They offer you a warm hearth, a place to stay somewhere warm and a feast in your honor. How do you guys respond to that offer? Well, uh, I don't, uh, not really the feast type myself, but uh, I suppose if they want to give us one, it would be rude to turn them down, wouldn't it? Yeah, honestly, it sounds like a lot of fun, considering <laughs> we've been trekking around all uh, all this time in the um, the the snow and the cold. I guess as long as there'll be dancing, I could I could make myself uh, pretty up for it. <laughs> I can't really imagine a reason why we should turn something down like this, especially considering everything we've been through. It'd be rude. They they put so much effort into it. Right. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. It's, it's going to be uh, uh, our pal uh, Pierre's first victory uh, celebration. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, we have to do it for Pierre, of course. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much. I I was very much looking forward to it, but I was also willing to say screw you to the town of Skurwerad and just go gallivanting off with my new friends. Uh, I mean, my employers. Sorry, that was presumptuous. Ah, uh, both. <gasps> Uh, Pierre like smiles with a big uh, grung grin, jumps up into the air, does his like little like freeze in the air for a moment with his fist high before landing back on the ground. Sorry. Um, uh, and then kind of adjusts his bow tie and his suit. Uh, sorry, that was lacking decorum. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, that was a very exciting justification. Thank you very much. <sighs> uh, and he has a bit of a pep in his step. Uh, and the town of Skirwerad, uh does indeed like set up this huge big tent, a big bonfire. People start bringing out whatever sort of provisions they have. Luckily, it was so cold, everything is perfectly preserved. Uh, and so they start bringing things out. They start cooking this big feast. Music starts playing. There's a couple people with fiddles that are stringing them along. Um, and Eventually, they actually wheel out this old, like, antique-looking piano and bring it out into the center of the town. Uh, and someone starts ting, 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 uh, and starts, like, playing it not very well, uh, but everyone seems to be enjoying themselves, and a festivity is had. They are doing the best. But cricket's gotta do what cricket's gotta do. I'm going to <laughs> piano time. Oh right, uh, cricket. Can you make me a performance check? I rolled pretty trash. Oh, I'm yeah? a two plus seven. Okay, that's a nine. <laughs> uh, cricket, as you go to play the piano, it's been a day. 
it's been like a really intense day uh and you've had three really intense battles uh you scaled an icy shelf you fought a bunch of stuff and then you went through this weird emotional liminal zone uh, and you're just finding it so hard to connect. You're you're playing and it's musical, but it's not abs. It's absolutely not your best. But everyone just applauds, and people are like, "Oh wow, we got a show from one of the new Faded Four, eh? Sorry, Faded Five. Uh, and they kind of point over at Pierre. Sorry, I didn't see the little one over there. I just kind of beam. Yes, catch it on. Uh, but also, <laughs> my fingers are really cold, and it probably have a little bit of frostbite. Normally, it's a lot better. Normally. Oh, uh, Master Cricket, do you want your gloves? I, uh, I, I, yeah, I'll take my gloves. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Yeah, Pierre pulls out a nice pair of gloves for you, puts them on your hand. Thank you. Thank you, Pierre. I'm going gonna, gonna to go uh, sit in the corner and warm these things up as I gloom over my recent performance. Oh, I thought it was fantastic. Oh, th thank you, Pierre. You're, you're always such a doll. Oh, shucks. Thank you very much. You know, in one of my other careers, I used to be a theater critic. Oh, God, really? <laughs> yes. I would have given you a 7 out of 10. Oh, it's like IGN. Thank you. Oh, yes. IGN. I, you know what? I'm not familiar with that one, but I, uh, I was only in the job for about a month. Internal genre... Uh, news. Oh, right. Of, of course, we just call it the genre news. Sorry, I'm not used to the abbreviation. You're good, you're good. Yeah, the published out of the Inner Romic Ward, I think, of New Republica. Oh, oh right, of course, yes. Well, uh, you know, they're not all... I, I, like I said, I was only there for a month. Um, turns out when you say that everything is great, it, it holds less value. Apparently. Yeah, I feel that. But, but, that, um, uh, they look a little bit chastened for a moment. Uh, he says, oh, I mean, I mean, I was being totally sincere about your performance, though. Oh, no, of course. I, I appreciate a lot. Oh, yes, good. yes, Cricket, you were great. <laughs> oh, some, somehow it feels less sincere coming from you, but I appreciate that nonetheless, Salem. <laughs> but what, whatever do you mean? I, I just, I'm, I'm so impressed. It was really charming. It was like it was very quaint. I, I really liked it. It was um rustic. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna go eat some cake now. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It reminded me of my sister's playing growing up. <laughs> Thank you, Salem. <laughs> oh, your sister must have been really good then. Yes, she was, actually. Did she also play the piano? Uh, well, she's quite multi-talented. Yeah, she uh, always was the family favorite. Picked up the piano, picked up gardening, and uh, picked up damn near about everything else she put her mind to. I mean, I guess if you're busy, you can't get into trouble, right? Well... Yes, I mean, you'd think so, but uh, I still found the time to drag her out from time to time. Wait, I guess that's why you're here, isn't it? Because we're, uh... What, because I'm the, the least favorite child? No, no, no. I was trying to make a what? joke. It, it didn't... You know what? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I'm also going to get some cake. 
<laughs> these these people, Lizette, it's like they can't take some gentle ripping. Well, you know, some people just take things too seriously. Right? Yeah, I was the least favorite child. I can imagine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it was for good reason. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's led me down a very different path in life than my sister's. And what exactly did you do to earn the favor of least favorite child? Uh, I stole lots of stuff, is the long and short of it. But, uh, I mean, it's I never got along particularly well with my, my grandfather. He was a bit of a... old... Uh, traditionalist when it came to things like MacGuffins and potions and all that sort. And uh, I disagreed, you know? Ah, oh. Stuck-up bastard, as it were. Yes, yes, absolutely. A right stuck-up bastard. They run rampant in academia. God, don't I ever know. I've had to infiltrate so many academic parties and listening to people talk about research and the the, the arguments, the, the, the silly, stupid little arguments. I once listened to two professors discuss the the origin of the Serpent Islands and, you know, where the name came from, uh, back and forth for, I think it must have been two hours. And by the end of it, they still didn't agree. I was gone with the the book I needed to steal by then, but uh, from what I understand, they still didn't agree. Of course, and I, I doubt they do now. It's the stubbornness of an academic. They are never going to admit when they're wrong, and they will fight to the ends of the earth just to convince someone else that they're right. Even though, if everyone doesn't admit that they're wrong, no one really is right. It's Yes. It's like Pierre's rating system. Precisely. Yeah. It's meaningless. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Pierre. No offense intended. Mm. Oh, uh, none, in, none taken. In fact, a very uh, astute critique. Uh, one that I probably should have you know, taken to heart before I submitted my 10th piece that just said it was amazing and life-affirming. I mean, I, I bet you made someone very happy with that. Hmm. I'm, I'm sure I did. I'm sure the children of, of the primary school really did enjoy being told that it was the best thing they'd ever seen put on stage. Mm-hmm. Yep. C- cake, Lizette? Sure. <laughs> I could go for a slice. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, there is a fantastic evening of celebration. There's uh, food flowing. There's a whole bunch of cake and soup and roasted foods. There's dancing and partying and people. There's just this feeling of relief that after having been trapped in ice for three weeks, to be free and to know that whatever had done it isn't going to happen again at least not anytime soon it's this huge emotional release everyone here is just feeling so free and thankful and people like anytime you are walking around and you have a empty like glass or an empty plate or if you look even slightly cold people are shoving drinks into your hands or platters of food or they're putting like shawls around your shoulders uh, and p- 
people are just calling out and saying, Oh, the new Fated Five! Oh, the new Fated Five! Oh, indeed! Thank you! Oh, thank you so much! You've, you've saved everyone! Thank you! Oh, yeah, you've uh, sure saved us. I know I sound sarcastic, but I'm actually very grateful. And the festivities continue on into the night. And even though we are in an era of prohibition, in this small town outside of a major city, the wine and the alcohol are flowing freely. Uh, most of it is hooch, is like home-brewed uh, bathtub gin. But, you know, it's drinkable and it's, it's alcohol. I'm going to die. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'll hold you here if you want, Salem. Thanks. <laughs> just let me know when. I'm just currently... Yep. Oh, is it now? Is it now? No, not quite. No, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be alright for a while. Alright. <laughs> also, this, this whole new Faded 5 stuff, am I gonna get in more trouble now? <sighs> oh, should I not be saying it? I've been... Sorry, it started because I'm the one who said it. Oh, you, if that's the case, go right ahead. As long as it's not me again. Oh, yeah. Of, so, so, yes, of course. Sorry, I, they asked who it was, wh who you were, and I, I just said you're... You're the new Fated Four. And then they started including me, and that felt good. So I didn't correct them. Um, <laughs> I, I, That's entirely fair. We are the new Fated Five. That's what I said in the past and what we're saying now. Good. Oh. Uh, perfect. Uh, would any of you like to do anything uh, at the party, talk to anybody, or just want to move on to the next day? Uh, Almond would like to ask some people about if what they knew about how, like the dwarf that they pulled out from the mine. Perfect. Um, Almond, can you make me a perception or insight check to just kind of gauge someone who might be like really like open and kind of knowledgeable about how? I'm going to. I'll do insight for that one. Uh. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven? Yep. Okay. Uh, you see someone um, who kind of similarly to Hal is a dwarf, about middle years for a dwarf, which you mean, which you understand to mean probably like over 120. Um, and uh, sitting there and is mostly just drinking to uh, himself uh, and has a bit of a scowl on his face, even amidst all of these festivities. It's a party. Shouldn't you be having fun? I am having fun. Oh. And then they kind of like crack their face and like they try to smile and it's like one side lifts up and the other side just scowls and it's like a, a, a very much emotion that isn't used to them. See? I'm smiling. That's a very nice smile you have. And she's uh, just going to sit down at the table that he's at. <laughs> um, thank ask... you very much for unfreezing us. Oh, no, I, I mean, yeah, no, you're, you're welcome. Um, can I ask you something? Um, I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, you could, you could ask me something. Do you, did you know how 
at all? Like, did you know him personally? Or did you hear things about him? You mean the loner? Yeah. Just always off on his own, muttering to his to, to himself? Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone knew him. No one liked him. Why's that? Well, he was always off muttering to himself. So and you didn't like him because he talked to himself? Well, yeah, and he just, he always took things so personal, like, if, you know, if, if, if someone said that he was looking, I don't know, under the weather or something, then Hal just got offended or sometimes even if we just made fun of one of uh, the others, Hal started looking like we, I don't know, made fun of him and it just wasn't, he just wasn't present to be around. Mm. Excuse me, sorry. Didn't mean to burp in your face there. That... She's, like, leaning away at this point. Just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Um... Did you know him when he first started working at the mines? Like, how long did you know him for? Well, uh... I mean, Hal's been here for... I don't know... 60-some-odd years. And, uh, I guess, I guess I've always known of him. Can't say I've really known him, though. Uh, he's always struck me as a bit of a sourpuss. Uh, and he says this with a, a big old scowl. I never smiles. And you had no idea why. Just no idea, no reason for it. Well, I just figured he wanted to be alone, so I left him alone. Well, I figure I want to be left alone all of the time, so I don't know, I leave other people alone. Do you know someone here who might have more of a history with Hal? Like maybe you can you know, in that direction? Oh. Uh, yeah, there's one. There's his old, well, I was going to say fiancé, but just the dwarf, the owl. <laughs> I mean, they were never a thing. And one day, Hal just out of nowhere comes over, pops a question, takes her completely by surprise. And I mean, well, actually, I don't really know what happened after that. All I know is that they didn't get married. So, uh, and... He kind of looks around, bleary-eyed. Hmm. Uh, she's over there. Uh, and he points at a... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, a dwarf who looks about the same kind of age as you, Lonlin. Um, and uh, you see she's got quite uh, long brown hair. Uh, just a subtle beard. Uh, trimmed nicely. Uh, and she's wearing just a yellow summer dress even though it is still winter oh, thank you and uh she'll she'll head over there but i also don't want to steal the spotlight so i can let someone else talk for a bit no i i think go for it Mama. yeah do it uh, <laughs> okay. be a pressure that's fine be yeah. a star. 
Okay. You just yeah. like shift a spotlight over slightly. Seen <laughs> in the background. There you go. Now you've got permission to keep talking. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, Lamlin will um, make her way over. And uh, like, I don't know if she's talking to people or she's kind of at a table, but she'll just, either way, she'll just insert herself. Okay, yeah. Uh, this is a, like I said, a fairly young dwarven lady. And she has like about four uh, friends around. Uh, and they're just kind of laughing and joking. And as you approach, they just say, one of the faded five. Thank you so much for joining us and for saving us. That was very kind of you. Oh, you're mm -hmm. so welcome. And like, um, she'll mm -hmm. kind of touch, like, like, kind of rest a hand on each of their arms and like pump five uh, <laughs> lay on hands into each of them. <laughs> Just as a responsible adult. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, three of them just instantly snap awake and are like, huh, oh, um, hi, uh, sorry, um, my name's Amelia, my name's Celia, my name's Delia, uh, and the fourth one, uh, who was kind of the one that was pointed out to you, uh, also snaps and just says, and I guess if we're introducing, hello, my name is Ophelia. Are you all relatives? No, just good friends. Uh, and they kind of laugh at some sort of inside joke. <laughs> and we'll laugh awkwardly along, even though she doesn't get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I can I speak to you for a moment? Um, sorry, I already forgot her name. I'm writing it down as I speak. <laughs> it's all good. It's Ophelia. Ophelia. Okay. Oh. Uh. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know what? I knew that you're one of the <laughs> faded five, as we're calling you, but I didn't actually know your name. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I'm, my name's Lonlin. Lonlin. A pleasure to meet you. Uh, why don't we go grab a drink of wine? I seem to have completely burned off my, my buzz and it's a party. So join me at the, uh, the drinks table. You know, I, I, I'm gonna have to stick with water, but I will be happy to escort you. <sighs> okay, fine. I mean, it's up to you. Uh, you can, I guess, you know, drink or don't as you want. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna drink. Uh, and she wanders over uh, and grabs a, a glass of some of the moonshine uh, and looks at you and says, "So." Uh, you wanted to chat? Yeah, um, I don't know if you've heard who we pulled out from the mine. Have you? And she rolls her eyes as she says, Hal. You, you pulled Hal out. Mm-hmm. Good old Pebble Belt. <laughs> How did that nickname come about? Oh, well, his last name, his, his real last name is uh, Stoutgut and it just never really fit him he was always just more of like a I don't know like he's just a bit more of a loser and I mean like a name like Stoutgut makes you think like someone could, who could really hold their drink or eat like anything but <laughs> good old Pebble Belt uh, yeah just never uh, never very good in the constitution I see 
um, rumor has it that he proposed to you and that you rejected him. Um, were you dating? Or what was uh, the story behind that? No, I... <laughs> I don't know what was going on with Pell Belt at the time. Uh, him and I, I mean, we went to the... Like, we kind of were around the same age, and I guess he must have been fixated on me, and I... I don't know, I guess I was nice to him. And then... Suddenly, one day, just out of the blue, he comes up to me with a, a ring that he created. Uh, yeah, he made a ring. <laughs> Can you believe that? And, uh, yeah, he gets, he kind of like just says my name, says, Ophelia, gets down on a knee and asks if I'll marry him. <laughs> I mean, I've barely said two words to this guy, except hi and how are you? And... Suddenly he's asking me to marry him, and I was just taken by complete shock, and I I just had to laugh. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sure someone like you, I'm sure this has happened to before as well. Just you're a very beautiful dwarf. Mm, thank you. Um, can, do I get the impression she's telling the truth, like that they've only spoke like twice or like said two words to each other? Yeah, make an insight check. Uh, oh, uh, 21. Ooh, okay. With a 21, she is definitely holding back. And I think you were looking for it specifically. She indeed, like, this story she tells people is that they only ever really spoke peripherally and it came out of nowhere. But it was kind of like, I think you get the sense that there was definitely more to this and that she has probably like tried to keep any sort of relationship with the town loser secret you know between us girls you can you can talk to me you know I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this <laughs> I mean what's uh, what do you mean I just told you he came out of nowhere asked me to marry him and I was so shocked that I had to laugh I mean what else is there the the truth can be very liberating and I'm you know what I can't because I'm out of spell slots I can't do that never mind (laughs) (laughs) but make a persuasion check for me sure um uh (laughs) I'm gonna burn my inspiration on that oh my god a one two two um that's a nine (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she just looks at you and says well thank you so much for saving the town I and I mean I guess the entire world Uh, I'm very thankful and I mean if there's anything I can do please just let me know but uh, I'm so sorry I couldn't tell you more about about Hal Uh, I just I just didn't really know him Uh, and she'll uh grab her drink and turn away uh, and begin walking back to her group of friends. Lomlin is just going to look at her water and uh, she's just going, like, the celebrations, are they in, like, indoors? Are they outside or 
Uh, they are mostly outside. They're like in kind of like the town square, but people have opened up their houses so that people can go inside and warm up. But most of the dancing and stuff is happening outside in the streets. Okay. Uh, Lonlin is just going to be a vulture and just kind of start circling the perimeters, I guess. Okay. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Are you looking for anything in particular? No, she's just letting off some steam. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, as Lonlin lets off steam, anybody else want to do anything? Lonlin? Hmm? Yes? Uh, sorry, I just couldn't help. Uh, I was just having a drink over in the corner here. Um, why, why the long beard? <laughs> oh, uh, she'll kind of touch her face for a second. No, uh... oh, it's the face. Sorry, it's a dwarf joke. I uh, face. Oh, um, I'm just not really in the mood to celebrate. Is all, you know. But you seem like you're having a great time, which is good. How much? How much have you had to drink? More than I should. <laughs> I. She's she's not gonna use lay on hands on them, <laughs> but like she'll she'll pat them on the back and just say, uh, I mean, we, we didn't die. We saved the town. You know that's good. You know, it's lots of lots of dark stuff past past few days, but uh, hey, it's all good. We've we got through it and. I mean, I, I I didn't expect you to solve the problem just talking to the guy, but you got a, a good heart, London. It, talking goes a long way, and it just it it's frustrating, you know. Like we we don't need to celebrate this 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 wouldn't have happened if people were just nicer to one another. And it just sucks that we were celebrating this, you know? Celebrating just people being shit? Being shit and just thinking that, oh, well, it's over now, so we don't need to address things. Like, if people were just nicer, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't even be here. That's right, yeah. You know, if uh, that woman you were talking to wasn't such a liar, then maybe we wouldn't have had to nearly kill a guy. You saw that too. So I'm not very easy good right now, but I, people, people I'm still good at. <laughs> I mean, there's just... I just want to get through the evening and just make nice, and then we can just move on. I um, do you know what the where 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 Hal got taken? Mm, do, so wait, Hal, do we know that? Yeah, Hal would have been taken into um, one of the kind of like central-ish homes, um, which is actually like Hal's home. But you see that there are a few people who are tending to Hal, right? <clears throat> You got those magic hands still? Uh, yes, it, I suppose, but <clears throat> I, I don't. I, I think even oh, well. things are no, wrong. No, no, no. Just uh, give me, give me a tap. Oh, 
Wait, are you sure, Giz? The last time you got mad at me. Yeah, no one gets to be a fucking bitch to someone as nice as you and get away with it like that. Wait, what? <laughs> no, it, no, it's, it's you know oh, what? Well, well, I'm going to do it. No, I don't. It's you, okay. Well, you, well, you know what? Like, oh, Cricket, I'm, I'm drunk, there I'm you are. And, decision, <laughs> and so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it whether you help me or not. So you can help me or do you can not. Hey, Cricket. Yeah. Uh, go distract those blokes for me. Point at the ones outside of Hal's house. Hey, are you over there? Do you want to see a magic trick? Ow, ow, so loud. <laughs> are they distracted now? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and they're like, you know, they're not guarding. They're they're just oh. helping. And so, like, you offer to show them a magic trick, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll come over. Uh, and they saunter over, and like a whole bunch of other people, and like a bunch of the kids from the town start coming over. Uh, and they seem really excited and eager and happy. And in, I mean, remember, for most people, this is still like a really happy festivity. So someone offering to do a magic trick, they're like, hell yeah. Right. I'm gonna break Hal out <coughs> and take him to Ophelia. And saying, no, crack, guys, no, crack, just, let's just crack my knuckles and uh, start sauntering over. Uh, oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's no one outside of Hal's place, but inside there is just like the town healer uh, is just uh, kind of like tending to Hal, uh, spooning some broth into his lips. Uh, as you come in, she turns and says, oh, hey there. Uh, what can I do for you? How's, how's he doing? Oh, well, you know, he's he's still out cold. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what happened to his arm, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's gone. Um, but he seems to be kind of he seems to be doing pretty pretty well all things considered. It's I it's amazing that he was able to be to be saved. I I'm I'm sorry that uh, I'm sorry that no one else was able to, but thank you so much for bringing uh, him out. It's not not me that you always you should uh, give your thanks to the dwarf outside. London. You know what? You, you go go enjoy the party. I'll watch him for a bit. Oh yeah, okay, well, uh, I mean, are you okay uh, s spooning some soup into his mouth? Oh, yeah, I've, I've looked after my, my little sister when she was sick before. I can't imagine it's that different. Oh, hey, you know what? If you're asking for me to be relieved at duty so I can go enjoy and one of the heroes is going to take... I mean, wow. Uh, actually, uh, maybe, hold on. Uh, make a persuasion check as they're just like considering whether or not they should take a hero up on taking over a menial task like All right. I'm going to burn uh, my determination on this for advantage okay uh, 19 19 uh, yeah this healer uh, says oh you <laughs> what am I why am I even questioning it yeah of course yeah well uh I'm halfway through the bowl, so you can finish that, and then, uh, well, just come find me when you want someone to look after him again. Thank you so much, eh? Uh, and they, like, happily saunter out, uh, leaving you alone in the room with Hal. And now Salem has to consider that they're not very strong, and they're just <laughs> looking at Hal's body and... Hmm. <sighs> hmm. Outside is is cricket still busy with magic magic tricks? I mean, cricket, how what magic trick are you doing, and how long does it take? All right, so you see these two fingers, right? 
I'm gonna interlock uh -huh. them real quick. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now you're all in front of me and can't see the back of my head. I'm going uh -huh. to put these behind my head. They're now no longer connected. <laughs> um, there's like uh, four of the children who are just like, oh my god. Uh, and then there's one who's like, I know what you did. I see it. Your fingers, you just moved them apart when, they, when we couldn't see them. Maybe, but you know what you can't figure out? Greater invisibility! <laughs> and I just vanish. Uh, the kids run forward to where you were, uh, and they're just like starting swatting at the air, assuming it's some sort of magic, like, or just illusion. Um, but that's like just a few seconds, basically. Uh, Cricket, you watch as like this one like elderly healer has walked out. You're totally invisible. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. And I see Salem looking for me? Just looking outside with a look of mild confusion on their face. I tap you on the shoulder. That's... <laughs> ah, I've got... Um... It's a lifting thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to keep distracting the little kids, then? Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, actually. Okay, so... Lonlin's sad, because that... It's that woman over there, she made her sad. And that woman over there is the one that... As best I can tell from listening. Uh, that's, um... <clears throat> it's, uh, the, the Hal's thing. The, the dwarf guy's, um, ex... Yeah, that's the one. Um, so I was going to bring Hal to her and make her realize her, her fault. Her, yeah, she shouldn't be mean to London. Okay, I think. Uh, hold on a second. I'm just going to go in and I'll pick him up and I'll just bring him outside the front door, I guess. Yeah. Um, so to everybody else, <laughs> no, Hal's body no, no, no. is now floating. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> People look around, they see Hal's body. There's like, oh my god! Uh, and people the, start screaming. The, Some people start amazing, running away. The amazing cricket, everyone! Look, it's, it's magic! It's, uh, more, it's, ma it's cricket's magic! I am uh, really confused and a little nervous, so at this point, I thought I was being stealthy, so I just kind of start puppeting his body and just trying to dance with it while I'm still it's, invisible. It's oh. not the real Hal, it's, 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 it's an illusion. Um, the real Hal is still snoring inside. Minor illusion snoring. Um, <laughs> Craig, can you make me a deception check with advantage? Cricket, can yeah. you make me a performance check? Okay. As you try to dance with the body. I got a dirty 20. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 16. 16. Okay, perfect. Uh, people start uh, clapping. The people who, like, had run away stop, uh, and there's just this uproar of laughter and clapping and celebration. Uh, as Cricket, you start dancing this body, and it's very much like um, Weekend at Bernie's. Um, <laughs> but, like, just being puppeted by this invisible body. Uh, and, uh, yeah. What do you guys do with the body that is now being puppeted by an invisible cricket? And now we're gonna send Hal back off where he belongs. Isn't that right, cricket? 
Just back off where he belongs. Huh? I take a few moments and then I'm like, I just like raise his hand in like a, a pointer up and I just walk him inside. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> backwards. Quick hit! Uh, I go back outside. Oh, <laughs> Pointing towards, just like I'll, 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 I'll do the flourish of just arm waving in a circle, finger point towards Ophelia. I go towards Ophelia, still walking with Howell invisible. Okay, <laughs> that's the show, folks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so this, this like unconscious body has started like walking back into the room stops turns and then starts walking back and people are like they start applauding and then there's a moment of what <laughs> huh i don't get it you is know that, these, these city folk, they're weird their entertainment strange and cricket was amazing though i couldn't i didn't see them at all i don't know where they went <laughs> uh and the kids are like running um like around where you had been presenting and they're trying to figure out where you are but they haven't tracked you to this and uh, people start kind of like paying slightly less attention to the show just as you walk towards Ophelia but people are still looking for sure oh god <laughs> okay uh, uh, I'm just gonna keep walking to Ophelia yeah uh, Ophelia definitely pauses and looks up and is just confused and weirded out Okay, so I don't know how many of you guys know this, but there was a game in Whose Line Is It Anyways where yes. Colin Mockery yes. <laughs> has to, like, yes. maneuver a, oh. a, a puppet <laughs> and they also <laughs> open their mouth and talk on their behalf as well. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to cast Minor Illusion for Hal's voice for you. Thank oh you. my god. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I think this is two deception checks, um, one from each of you. Or okay. I guess it could be performance cricket. Because you I'll are take totally deception. Invisible. I All will right. gladly take that. <laughs> oh, that's higher. It's a twenty-four. Ooh. Twenty-one for me. Uh, I, you know, wow. during this period, I'm also just going to uh, like kick his feet in a way so they like fake tap dance, as it's still technically improvised percussion. And I'd like to inspire uh, Salem. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, uh, Salem, what does Hal's voice say coming out of this weird tap dancing supposed illusion? Is Ophelia alone right now? Um, Ophelia is sitting with her four friends, or her, with her three friends, Delia, Celia, and Bedelia, I think it was. I'm going to create just this like otherworldly voice. Above, okay. them, above them first and address just the, the three of them not Ophelia okay um, and I'll say by name if I need to but just uh, or, or just uh, say the three of you I guess Salem wouldn't have heard their names Salem was not that attentive so to the three of them <clears throat> you're needed elsewhere the party calls for more um, entertainment Oh, um, I mean, this is very entertaining. No, it's important. You need to leave. <laughs> now! Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, are you trying for intimidation or persuasion? I'll take an intimidation check on that. Yeah, go for Holy it. Holy shit. 
What are we doing? <laughs> I've got a 12. A 12. You uh, can use my inspiration if you want. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> D8, yeah. <laughs> All right. Got a, a 14. Okay. Uh, there's like this moment of just like, whoa, this weird magic trick is getting kind of intense and I do not like it. And they just, the three of them stand up and they're like, whatever, this is stupid anyway. Yeah, I don't even care for this. And they just walk off. Um, and uh, Cricket, I know Great Invisibility only lasts for one minute. Uh, I am absolutely going to allow this to keep going. Uh, in I, a little I, bit I could theoretically action. recast it as well. You can also cast Invisibility on yourself while yeah, you're... Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> I'm going to save that. Uh, actually, no, I'll just do Invisibility once. Yeah, let's do that. All right. That'll last an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, there's like this flicker as like your greater invisibility drops and your invisibility takes over um, just like this flicker and you see like one highly perceptive like old woman uh, like missing all of her teeth kind of like very hunched back oh I get it <laughs> um, and uh, but then everyone else seems to have completely missed it and uh, Ophelia is now left basically alone so, why'd you do it? In Hal's voice, of course. <laughs> um, excuse me? <laughs> what? Why, why were you so afraid? Um, I, I'm sorry, this, uh, and she's starting to kind of look around. So Salem's um, pretty insightful, Marcus. Um, and I think that <clears throat> since they've been mostly not doing much other than dancing and listening and drinking. I think that, I mean, you, I'll roll an insight for it if you'd like, but I think that they've picked up that like part of the reason that probably, especially from London's conversation, um, she said no was fear. Oh, I think absolutely. I think you can have that for free. No problem. Sure. Especially like I don't know the specifics, but I'm guessing it's fear. Yeah. So uh, I'm, that's, that's the line that Salem is taking with, uh, with Ophelia. Yeah. I think right now she's just kind of like looking around. She's still not quite certain what's going on and she's just like um i thought uh is <laughs> sorry isn't this part of a magic trick um isn't this like some sort of illusion <laughs> um what's who what sorry i mean it could be it could be all in your head it could be your guilty conscience huh. um <laughs> she starts looking around uh what um uh what are what are you asking ab about i'm sorry you you said no. You should have said yes. I mean, you had no reason to say no other than being afraid. Okay. Um. Right. Um. I don't. Um. Hal. Uh. Make a. Make another deception check with advantage, though. Can, can I? Uh. Do a bit of a performance to try and like make sure who anyone who is watching uh not be too too suspicious and also use it as an instance to give another round of bardic inspiration uh yeah i mean so how are you doing something to make it not suspicious i'm just kind of like flicking his uh his feet onto the ground in like a rhythmic pattern uh trying to like follow the the rhythm of whoever is like on the piano or or 
cheering if there's like any any form of music going on i'm just okay. trying to create a, a, a unique sound yeah uh make a performance check for me cricket 17 17 perfect uh yeah it seems like everyone has kind of like gotten over the amazement of this floating body uh and now they're just like okay this is weird there's just um something going on but i'm not really paying too much attention it's just a dancing illusion that's fun um so i think they definitely feel like you get the sense that most people are pretty much ignoring this now they're kind of like watching it but not really paying attention perfect all right yeah could i also be using this to give a bardic inspiration to salem as well absolutely you can beautiful enjoy another bardic inspo thank you cricket and because i didn't need to spend it but wanted to spend it anyways the result is 31 oh my god <laughs> Um, Hal, uh, is now the best time? There's a lot of people around. Um, well, is there ever a best time? You keep waiting for it. It's just going to slip by you. Where, where is this coming from, Hal? Like, this was years ago. Um, I never stopped thinking about it. Okay, um... Can I tell if she did? Uh, yeah, make an insight check. Salem's just watching from the side and uh, talking talking into their bottle at this point. <laughs> with the, the minor illusion. Absolutely. Nat 20. 26. Oh, oh my god. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Oh, baby. All right. We roll so well on crazy antics. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Lundlin and Lizette carry the battles for us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. As long as, you know, Lizette gets to target you guys, she rolls very well. Yeah, it's so, okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, with a natural 20, um, as you're talking to this, you know absolutely uh, she has been thinking about this. And she actually, like, there's always been, like, love and appreciation of Hal. But, there, like, she is someone who is so like afraid of judgment from others that the thought of being seen with the town loser has been so incredibly like it's been like the thing that pushed her away and she i think also with a natural 20 you know that she also feels horrible for having done this to hell um but doesn't know how to approach it and kind of feel like it's kind of like that thing where it's like so much time has passed now that it would be like there's it's almost worse to bring it up than to just pretend it didn't happen or pretend it wasn't a thing uh and i think with the natural 20 as well you get the sense that she has also always felt bad about the lie about why she turned him down or like their relationship she has always felt bad about that but she is also petrified to share it so right you can be honest it's just us right just you and me. You know, Hal, um... Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess, um... I'm sorry. I... Shit. Oh, God. Uh, and then she stands up, and she's just gonna walk over and kiss Hal. I don't know how to puppet that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I guess I tilt his head back a little bit forward <laughs> as I pucker his lips by squeezing his cheeks. <laughs> um, oh, oh my god! Uh, yes, sorry. Uh, that that was awkward. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, she steps back. No, it's it's all right. I was just surprised. Yeah. Uh, so was I. Um, and you know, um, I I was an asshole. How I I'm really I'm, I'm really I really am sorry. And. I don't know, I just, I've always, I've always felt like, you know, that everybody talks all the time, and, I mean... Ah, oh, fuck um, what they say. Yeah, yeah, that's, um... Hmm. Uh, make a persuasion check with advantage. I've got a 18. An 18? Yeah, uh, she looks at you, or looks at Hal, rather. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, and she stands up on the table, uh, and addresses the crowd and says, Everyone, I have a confession to make. I am the biggest asshole in the world. And I turned Hal down, not because he asked me out of the blue, but because I was worried that people would think less of me because I like Hal. I like, I love Hal. And I'm very sorry. And she looks at uh, Hal who is still unconscious right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is such oh. I'm, I'm so sorry. I I don't know if I can ever make it up to you. And I don't think I deserve to because I was I was about the biggest jerk you could ever be and I'm I'm so sorry and I love you and there's like a round of applause from the drunken crowd and people are surprised and like hey great cool love is in the air that's awesome uh and uh you see Christrid uh, looks over, uh, kind of stands beside Lonlin and says, oh, I don't know, eh? Should we, I mean, wasn't this guy kind of an asshole? Like, he kind of took over the ring and tried to kill us all? Shouldn't we tell people? It's, it's, a, cele it's a celebration, you know, and uh, let, let them just have this moment. Even if oh. Hal isn't awake for it. I'm still very confused what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> watching during, this floating hell I mean, during the middle of all of this uh, I am going to be casting invisibility on Hal and I again at a third level <laughs> so now he is invisible and it's like he was never there and I'm going to rush him back into bed <laughs> uh, yeah uh, Ophelia delivers this heartfelt speech uh, apologizes to Hal, looks away for a moment. When she looks back, Hal is no longer there, and there's just this old grandmotherly woman saying, <laughs> good trick. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, you successfully <laughs> get Hal back into his room, um, and, uh, yeah, there was a heart-moving apology, 
uh, and some pretty so like amazing work done by you guys. Uh, Lauren is gonna go find Salem. <laughs> Salem has taken um, the opportunity to just... uh, do the right thing and go back inside the uh, the house place just to to minister to him, you know, uh, as the plan was all along. Uh, he is For currently sure. still invisible. Is Cricket in there with the invisible owl? I mean, I don't know. He's tucked in, he's tucked in but he's still invisible. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> a minor illusion, a howl into the bed under the covers, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's helped because there's actually like the dimple of a weight on the bed, <laughs> like on the pillow and everything. Um, so... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm just going to minor illusion a hell into the bed um, and then be sitting there when London shows up. Sorry. I'll be in the corner, invisible. I just, I just need a second. <laughs> I just really want to process what that must have looked like. <laughs> it wasn't graceful. The I only mean, reason that shit worked was because they were so drunk. But also, like, your roles were good. Perception rolls were all above 20, which is better than most people's passive insight and perception. (laughs) Uh, Especially a commoner. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, sorry, never mind. (laughs) 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 Salem Salem is just sitting there staring at Lonlin with a drink in their hands, like, hey, Lonlin. (laughs) <laughs> How's it going? Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Longlin walks in. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is so fucking funny. Where's... <laughs> I gotta I gotta know, where is Lizette? Has Lizette, Lizette just been watching this entire time? Oh yeah, Lizette's just been like heavily drinking, just observing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's gonna look to the bed, and then to Salem, back to the bed. I have and... to re-up the motion every single minute, so the the image of him is flickering a little bit. <laughs> She's just gonna walk over to to Salem and, and give them a great big hug. Thank you. Salem leans into it. I, I feel like that might have gone better if you were sober, and I I'm sorry for that. Ah, it's fine. Fuck it. It's uh, more fun drunk, anyways. Um, besides, if I can do it while I'm drunk, then you see when I'm sober. I'm just very. Conf- Was that actually how 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 did you get him to dance? Like, wh- why the I... dancing? London, a magician, never reveals their secrets. Thank you. I- I'm. It means a lot that you patched things up between them. Oh, I didn't do it for them. But uh, I'm glad that makes you feel better. She'll just give him like a, like give them a bear hug and just kind of look back outside and just say, uh, are, are you sober enough to dance or drunk enough to stay on your feet? It's both. All right, come on. <laughs> Salem's going to take a, uh, a raven feather. Uh, just uh, though the one one of the ones that they they always wear, mm-hmm. and tuck it in behind the illusory Hal's head, and I guess the real Hal's head, and realize that at the same time. Yeah, and um, then 
make a, uh, just make a quick little perception check for me, uh, just to see if you can kind of determine where their head is facing. 21. 21. Yeah, uh, their head is kind of like 45 degrees turned away from the way you've angled it in the thing. Uh, but yeah, like you kind of reach forward and you actually like feel a nose uh, where an ear should be. Oh, shit. Rearrange it really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you tuck a feather there. And as you do, um, as you guys are leaving, there's just uh, a little knock on the door. Um, and you see Ophelia standing there saying, um, hi, uh, do you mind if, um, do you mind if I take over? Uh, no problem at all. He's yours. Salem winks. Oh, thanks. Gets up to their feet and follows Lonlin outside. Leaving Cricket alone in there. Oh no. <laughs> invisible. I'm going to hide underneath the bed and end the invisibility. <laughs> Why didn't you just leave? I knew <laughs> That means I have to walk past them. <laughs> I'll figure it out eventually. Oh, God. Oh. All right, yeah. Cricket is under the bed for this romantic reunion. This person calmly spe- spooning broth into Hal's mouth. Oh. I'll probably yep. pass out under that, underneath that bed. All right. <laughs> so, what, what's let's add up to? Sorry, what, what are her shenanigans? We're <laughs> 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 just trying to process this with no context. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait. Let me recap. So, what Lizette saw. <laughs> was because she, she's just sort of observing drunk yeah. so what yeah. she saw was Salem talking to Lonlin Salem saying Cricket make a distraction Cricket doing a magic show going invisible a couple seconds later the unconscious body of a dwarf <laughs> <laughs> yep Hopping on in. so far <laughs> can I make can I make an insight check to see if Lizette connects any of this. It connects any of the dots. Absolutely. How drunk are you? Ooh. Uh, Very. All right. Do it with disadvantage. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. That's still a, it's still an 18. Uh, 18. I think the only time you kind of, glimpse something um there's like one of the times when uh cricket uh is tap dancing the the body in order to make some percussion uh and i think just as it would have been i guess when he was casting yeah when he was doing that there's just like this moment of like why are hal's eyes still closed uh and uh i think you can kind of tell just by the weight of hal's body that he is being held up. Okay. Lizette's just like standing off to the side, just just nursing nursing a bottle of <laughs> this homemade gin. <laughs> All right. Lonlin. <laughs> yes, Lizette. Is 
Is this going to happen every time I leave you folks alone? Or... 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 Um... Or... Do you need me to babysit constantly? Babysit? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I am not one to be on a high horse about interfering with unconscious people or corpses or the dead. But something tells me that this is not a very moral thing that just went on. But that was very impressive. I'm still outside with them, yeah? Yes. Yes. All right. Then uh, Salem will lean in and and just say uh, in response, it's a good thing I'm not very moral then. <laughs> I think we've gathered that much. But I, I, I do have to ask, um, how do I put this eloquently? Use my big brain to make a sentence. Oh, why? Why what? What is? Why any of it? I. It, <laughs> well, I mean, first it was because they made Lonlin sad, and then it was because it's not right <clears throat> for all of this to happen just because people are afraid. You know, fear is a just a. People make shitty decisions when they're afraid, and it's not always in their best interest. Oh, I can gather that much, but, uh... What do you reckon's gonna happen when he wakes up? A whole lot of chaos. Alright. Kind of but, uh, you know, it's, uh... Maybe it'll put a smile on his face. Lord knows he deserves it. Fingers crossed. Well, since the night is already full of love and laughter and chaos, why don't we keep this train going? Well, I don't think you've said anything all night that I've agreed with quite as much as that one sentence. I gotta start talking more then. <laughs> <laughs> and she just downs the rest of the bottle and throws it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I I think I need to catch up, and one uh, will go go get get a get a drink. <laughs> okay, I am such a good influence. So, uh, yeah, uh, Lisette throws this bottle away. Uh, it clangs into uh, like one of the like older dwarven's uh, like chest, like an older dwarf man's chest. Uh, and he just laughs uproariously. <laughs> um, and Lonlin goes grab the drink. Uh, music continues on into the night and a huge celebration, this emotional release. Everything feels really good. And the festivities go late into the evening. In the morning, some reasonable hour in the morning, uh, the sun is already well up. The four of you wake up. Uh, you're sent on your way, but as you go, before you go, um, there's I, a. I would like to point out what one thing that oh, yeah. is slightly different. 
I'm still underneath that bed. <laughs> so, after the festivities are all done, uh, whoever is still around the vicinity will hear a message with a simple whisper. Help! <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you would... I mean, who are you aiming it at? Which Literally one anyone. I've tried all of them. <laughs> I mean, Lonlin is probably the soberest. Even still. Yeah, even at the, the crack of the sun, she's up and uh, just hear this, like, whisper of help. <laughs> and uh, message is one that I can reply to, yes? Yes. Uh, where are you? I'm still under the bed. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, she'll sprint over there and, like, quietly, like, knock on the door and, like, open it a crack just to see if anyone's inside. <laughs> Um, yeah, Hal is still unconscious on the bed, and Ophelia is just sleeping in the chair beside. And you see me underneath where, like, the, <laughs> the like, few, like, a, like, a blanket. I just kind of lift over a little bit, and I look at you. My eyes wide. Bags completely formed. <laughs> Tiptoe over, and, uh... Is the bed, like, against a wall? Like, is Ophelia yeah. blocking... <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, Ophelia's, it's like, um, like, the bed is against the wall in a corner, and Ophelia's kind of, like, at the, like, beside the bed, um, at the, kind of, like, the head of the bed. So, at the foot of the bed, there's, there would be enough room to get in there. She'll kind of make a hand motion for him to, like, just get out from under the bed and to come towards the door. <laughs> and I just army crawl. <laughs> very, very rigid and panicked army crawl. <laughs> and like as soon as he gets close enough she'll like reach down and kind of grab him by the uh the collar of his armor and yank him up and just pull him outside <laughs> thank you <laughs> i've been there for hours <laughs> why didn't you, why didn't you just leave i got scared <laughs> why are you that's okay it's okay you're okay now let's, let's get you some let me let's get you some food <laughs> Yes, please. All right. Sorry. Now you can continue on there. Now no. the four of us are together or five of us. <laughs> yes. So uh, after this, uh, they, the citizens of Skidderweirod, the few who kind of wake up. Um, well, they all wake up eventually. Sorry. The few who wake up first begin putting on some food and stuff. You are uh, thanked again. People like toast to you. There's this, still this sense of, relief and celebration and people uh you hear talk of it like every year this is going to be uh the like celebrated as the day of the thaw um and they uh are talking about it there's a lot of people nursing hangovers um there's a, a few people doing like walks of shame um and eventually you are able to make your way out of the town of skirwayrod and uh, you pass back through Bleak Spire, uh, the MacGuffin's uh, office there helps arrange transport back to uh, the main office of MacGuffin's. And uh, you are able to spend, or actually, as you get to Bleak Spire, sorry, I should, that's presumptuous of me. I'm sorry. You get to Bleak Spire. What would you guys like to do on your way there? Or what would you guys like to do when you get there? 
That's a valid question. What do we go? What are we? We are going to be going off to the um to the dragon next, right? Uh, Lizette, would you be all right if we maybe drop off the uh, the turlish gnome back to his inn? I'm hesitant to say no. So, if it'll make you happy, Longlin, yes, we can return him. Thank you. That's that's very, very kind of you. On one condition. Okay. We all go return him together. Of course. Yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. All right. We're, go we're going to the wait, what? I, I feel like I should have been part of that conversation. Everyone on a field trip. All right, perfect. let's do it. And I think that is the perfect time to take a break. Oh, no. The Dirty Twenties podcast is sponsored this week by... Uncle Bernie's Magical Puppet Services. Whether you need puppets for a birthday party or you just want to entertain yourself, maybe you need a business trip to be livened up, Uncle Bernie's Magical Puppet Services are the solution. We are also sponsored this week by Milk Crate, the only subscription crate service delivering pure, unadulterated lawn lawn milk to your door. Every month, you will receive two glass bottles, the most useful items in the world, filled with this delicious substance, spelt L-apostrophe-O-N, L-apostrophe-O-N. Lawn lawn milk is the most nourishing, the most invigorating, and, and the most delicious milk you've ever known. If you use the promo code Dirty Twenties podcast at checkout. You'll receive an extra crate of milk for your first month. So, what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Milk Crate today and get yourself not only some delicious milk, but also two glass bottles a month. Welcome back from break, everyone. Thank you so much for rejoining us. Last we left off, our adventurers were just about to enter the Cursed Archives. So, what do you guys want to do? As Are you just going straight in? What you thinking? I mean, Lama is just keen to, to go in. I'm still hesitant. I've heard a lot of details. We are going to be safe, right? <clears throat> I don't like that hesitation right there. De define <laughs> safe. We aren't going to be immediately put into a position where we have no chance of escape and we are going to suffer and die? There will always be a chance to escape. It's not very hard to get out of the archives. It's more that it's a difficult place to be in for newcomers. Uh, how so? Um, let's just go over a couple ground rules real quick. Uh, do not take anything from the archives. Uh... Don't don't pick up a book and unless you know what it is. And even if you do know what it is, be sure that you know what it is because nine times out of ten you think that it's one thing and it's really not that one thing because it it 
anyway, and uh, don't make eye contact. I know that usually they don't have eyes, but they are watching and you don't want to look at them. All right, let's go. Wait, what, what? Let's look together? Yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, as some of you start saying, wait, what? Uh, Lizette summons this magic and teleports you. You all watch as this book opens up from the air around you. Uh, and then, like, it's quite a large book, and it just slams closed. And as it does, you see a, like, a tunnel made out of a whole bunch of pages of notebooks open up before you uh, and you just move through it quickly, instantly. Uh, and then the pages fall away into a flutter on the ground. And Lisette, can you describe the archives for us, for everybody here? Okay. So I think before when trying to navigate it, uh, Lisette's sort of, sort of gone for like the outskirts of it in order to, to like avoid the silent ones. I think She's trying to go dead center this time. Oh my god. So Okay. So um it's sort of like this this sprawling library um where there's different sections, but the section that we're in right now would be the library section, um, with all the books and stuff like that, instead of like the filing section where there's like, you know, artifacts and stuff that are being archived. Um so it's sort of just like weird in the way where you know that you are inside and you know that this is an, an existence as a space, but you can't tell where it ends. So you know that the shelves are at like end at a certain height, but your brain won't let you figure out where that height is. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, very cool. As you guys arrive in this, uh, yeah, this weird place uh, with a, red sky ceiling whatever it is that you're not even fully aware of um you are you've lizette has tried for roughly dead center you do always appear near this like the central kind of atrium or rather this there's a circulation desk that is always kind of the thing to greet you uh regardless of where you appear in the archives this is the first thing that you see and there is a book open on the circulation desk uh, with just like gold gilded lettering and uh, gold leaf on the side of the pages. And uh, as you appear there, you see that the pages are currently blank, the pages to which it's open. I'm waiting to follow someone else's lead here. <laughs> well, um, welcome. Uh, this is where I spent the last year of my life. If you could call it a year, time doesn't really work here the same as it does out there. Um, you're more than welcome to keep your voices down if you'd like to avoid conflict, but I mean, I'm partial to a parlay every once in a while. So, um, yeah, welcome. Uh, Lizette, speaking <laughs> of how time is fluid here, can you please roll me a luck check to determine... Yeah, how long it's been. That was a five. That was a five. Uh, perfect. You don't currently see, like, the Churlish Gnome. The Churlish Gnome isn't, like, waiting for you. Um, but 
uh, with a five, you see that um, I think only because you've spent so long in here, there's like never a sun or a moon or a change of time to really indicate later, later or future or whatever. Um, but there's just something about the sky that makes it feel like maybe it's like if you had to put it on the scale of a day, like maybe it's about like an hour or so beyond, but in the entire time that you were here, it was maybe like an hour or so kind of total as well is kind of the feeling I think you get. Okay. Well, um, if we are to, to set out to find him, there's a couple ways we can go about it. It really depends on how much blood we want on our hands. I, I would prefer no blood. Is that a, is no blood an option? No blood is sort of an option, but it just requires a level of um, stealth. We'd have oh, to I, find him instead I of can, him coming to us. We can be stealthy, right? Uh, Full plate of armor. <laughs> I, I can help out a little bit with that. You know, enhancing ability and all. Yeah, I feel pretty confident that I can stay quiet in this place. Okay, well, um, in that case, there's a little bit of a different style than I'm used to. I'm more used to making an entrance here. But if we are to stay safe, as Cricket suggested, we should keep our voices down. And not touch anything. Gotcha. All right. And we should also stick together because as much of, as big as it is and as hard as it will be to navigate and find him, if we're just searching together, if we split up, I can't guarantee that I'll be able to get all of you out of here. So everyone hold hands. Let's get this field trip underway. Perfect. Uh, can everybody please make me a stealth check? Okay, I'm going to be uh, enhancing ability for Lizette, Lonlin, and I. Yes, I. Uh, for <laughs> better stealth. Okay. Uh, quick question. Did Pierre join you through in here? Oh, God. That's a good question. Did Pierre come? I mean, it's up to you guys. Pierre's Pierre's gonna go wherever you tell him to go. So, would you have brought him, Lizette? It would be entirely at Cricket's behest. Oh God, it's my choice. Yeah, <laughs> he's your um, responsibility, Cricket. Oh no, uh, you know what? He wants the adventure. He'll come. <laughs> I shall also be very quiet. I mean, sorry. I shall also be very quiet. Okay, I want to give him enhance ability for stealth instead of me. Okay. Uh, so yeah, everybody make uh, stealth checks. I believe Lizette and Pierre will have advantage. Uh, Lonlin, you'll just be rolling flat because you don't have disadvantage now. And uh, yes, and Craig and Cricket will be rolling flat. Uh, no, or, I'm rolling advantage. Oh, yes. You, you give me the boots of Valenkind. Yes. Sorry. Thank you. Got to remember what I give you. Pierre right. got that 20. Oh, nice. Nice. So I think... Oh, yeah. Sorry, in this lineup, can Lonlin be at the back? 
Absolutely. I assume Lizette's at the front. Sure, yeah. Uh, she got a PS in the middle. <laughs> I'll be in the middle. Or just wherever people aren't. All right, so sorry. Uh, Pierre got a nat 20. That's awesome. Uh, what did other people get? 24. Nice. 21. Great. Lon Lin. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby. There's a reason why I wanted to be in the back, and I rolled a no. six on the die, and I got a seven in total. Okay. It's okay. Is, I got is, an eight on the die, which means I have a six in total. What's <laughs> <laughs> that advantage here? I know. No. Uh, amazing. Oh, God. Um, so I think uh, Pierre's nat 20 cancels out one of the failures, but unfortunately does not cancel out the other one. Uh, Pierre tried to carry this party, okay? Yeah. Pierre like Pierre was going super quietly and was like throwing um, like some like cloth uh, down underneath like Lisette's feet to try to like muffle her footsteps. But then like Lonlin in the back of the group, which uh, just started like clanking around a little bit and kind of, yeah, just making much more noise. Uh, and you all hear nothing. You don't hear anything, in fact. And you realize that suddenly the world around you has gone completely quiet. Um, there's not even the echoes of your own footsteps. And as you kind of focus on this, you can't even hear your own heartbeat. Everything is perfectly quiet. And you look around, feeling this unease from the quiet, and Lonlin, out of the corner of your eye, down one of these branching, like, intersections, you see a figure wearing a gray suit and a trilby hat uh, who is just standing there about 60 feet away from you, unmoving. I am gonna look at him. <laughs> uh, make a perception check for me, please. Great. Um, uh, that is a 17. A 17. Cool. Uh, can you also make me a wisdom saving throw? Yep. I already forgot. Um, one sec. Uh, that is a 18. Okay, perfect. So with a 17 perception, this creature is human in stature. Uh, their body looks human. They're like, you can see kind of pale, like almost like almost as pale as Lisette's skin, um, but not quite that pale for their hands. They're wearing an immaculate gray suit, uh, with a simple black tie, a gray uh, trilby hat, but with a 17, even though their body is facing you, you don't see any facial features. It is just a blank void. Um, it is like a, just a smooth expanse of skin underneath the hat. And as you look at it, even though you can't hear anything, you feel this pressure on your ears and you feel this force trying to silence you further, but you're able to resist. Can everybody please 
Roll initiative. Oh, God. Sorry, I looked. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure it was in the churlish gnome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on the bright side, I've used up all of my good rolls. All right. All right. Uh, I got a 22 and Pierre got a 19. Okay. Actually, wait. We would have an advantage on this because we have... Oh, yes. You have enhanced ability. Yes. But yeah, Lonlon, I think, Lizette, you also have advantage on initiative. If that matters. Shield gives me advantage, but I can't... I wish oh, okay. I had double advantage. <laughs> <laughs> double advantage. Sorry, uh, Cricket, what was yours? 22? Uh, yes. And Pierre's? 19. Okay. Did Even not get the advantage. Okay. Uh, Salem? 16. Thank you. Lonlon? Dirty 20. Hey, dirty There we go, we're the sound effect. And uh, Lisette, how was your uh, your initiative? <sighs> I have advantage, and I yep. still got a four. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I also, I'm going to say this right now, uh, you can't heal here, just a heads up. You can't recover any hit points or maintain concentration. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, wait, we can't maintain concentration? No. Then, oh, then uh, we never had those bonuses from... Okay. Uh, in, in that case, uh, you still have... That is something that now manifests. Um, because uh, that I, yeah, I don't want to retroactively do all this. Uh, but yeah, it now manifests. Like, as this zone of silence like surrounds you cricket you are disconnected from your concentration uh-oh all right uh perfect as this silence emanates over you uh you watch as lonlin looks down a side passageway um and just locks up for a moment uh and cricket you are first to act okay um i'm gonna look towards lizette can we kill them you can't hear anything you can not even hear your own voice. Okay, time for a game of charades. Um, I'm going to take my sword and just kind of like do the thing where it's like cut off the head and I'm going to point at the creature. Okay, make uh, make just a persuasion check or a performance check to get your point across. Uh, same thing. All right. 11. Uh, 11. Maybe not so good. <laughs> I mean, it looks very much like the, the kill it, like the cheese it motion kind of thing. Uh, and Lizette, how do you reply to uh, Cricket gesturing at you with a sword? Lizette first, like, sign languages at him before being like, oh, right. Um, and just gives, like, a. You know that hand motion that's like a. Ah! <laughs> 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 a little bit, like the, the one where you hold up your hand and you kind of, like, move it side to side. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> I just stare at you for half a second like one gear is starting to turn and then I'd like to try and hide <laughs> okay absolutely uh, yeah make a stealth check there's a lot of bookcases and stuff to hide here okay you had absolutely have advantage because you can't make sound oh nice yeah uh, it's still a 15 a 15. Okay. You feel like you're probably relatively hidden, um, but, I mean, it's hard to know, and you can't really... It's it's so disconcerting as well to not hear where this thing is coming from, right? So, you hide. Uh, Lonlin, this thing has just not really looked at you. It doesn't have eyes. 
but you felt this presence in your mind. The area around you is totally silent. What would you like to do? Yeah, um, kind of watching Cricket and Lizette's interaction, I am also sort of trying to think what I want to do. Um, how, sorry, how far away is it from me? It's about 60, I think I said. 60, yeah. sorry, okay, I'm... No, it's all good, I can't remember, so, I think 60. Okay, I will, I'm gonna look at Lizette, and then also make a stabby motion. <laughs> I Make a performance with persuasion check. <laughs> okay. Um, on. Performance. Ah, that's a 22. That's a 22. Yeah. Uh, it's very clear. You can very clearly communicate what you're trying to ask or say. Basically, I, I just want to know if I have permission to stab this thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lisette, you've just been sign language. Basically, do you have does Lizette or does Lonlin have permission to stab this? What do you say? Or what do you do? Just just a big ol' thumbs up. <laughs> Great! I am just I'm gonna, gonna book it over there. I'll use um, my 30 feet to get there and then I'm going to action dash to just get right up in his face but I'm not looking, not looking at his face just looking at his feet. And that's <laughs> my turn. Okay. Uh, perfect. Uh, Pierre is up next. Okay. Uh, Pierre is going to survey the situation. Yeah. Uh, and seeing the course of action from everyone else, also going to hide. Okay. I <laughs> uh, got a 12. A 12. Pierre jumps up onto one of the shelves, um, and, like, tries to just kind of like push some of the books to the side and like make himself as small as possible on the shelf. Maybe he's a bookstop. Who knows? Um, but uh, none of you hear anything. If you were looking at Pierre, you would see Pierre jump up and just a few pages flutter to the ground. Uh, and Salem, it is now your turn. Okay. Well, uh, I don't want him going for Pierre and I see London rushing up, so I follow suit uh, straight forwards and... If it changes anything, Salem. Yes. Um, this is a fairly dim area. There are lots of pools of shadow. I don't think that impacts any of my abilities, really. Okay. Um, if, I, if I were a shadow monk, but uh, just <laughs> the shadow sorcerer. Okay, I couldn't remember if shadow sorcerer had anything for that. No, yeah, I mean, I think possibly at later levels, but uh, nothing at this point. So um, it's going to be... Yeah, straightforwards. Uh, I can easily make it up to him, and I will uh, look at the, the quarterstaff like, is this really the best course of action? Uh, and then just lay into him. Okay, uh, yeah, make your attack rolls. Quarterstaff I... is going to be a 19 to hit. Perfect. Um, what is your movement speed? 40. 40? So would have would you have had to do step of the wind to bonus action dash or? Oh, London had to dash up to get to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then in that case, yes, yeah, I would and I will. Okay, cool. I, I do want to be right up alongside him with the ability to attack. So I'll I'll dash step of the wind, um, and reach him and wallop nineteen to hit. Perfect. Uh, and quick question: Are you looking or are you averting your eyes? <sighs> Fuck it. I'll I'll look at him. You look up? I don't want I don't want the disadvantage. Okay, can you make a wisdom saving throw for me? Please? Sure. You yep. do get a plus four now. Not 20. Ooh, 27. Oh, oh. 
Sorry, 28. Um, Thank you, actually, Lon. Amazing. Yeah, no problem. You don't even, you barely even register this presence in your mind and you're able to shrug it off. Absolutely no problem. I'm going to say with that, you're not going to have to advert your eyes with a natural 20. Uh, you're fine against this silent one uh, for all the rest. So with a 19, you definitely hit um, as you get up close. And again, this thing, it's not just that its face is blank and smooth. It's that its entire head there is no front or back to this thing. It is just a smooth expanse of skin underneath a trilby hat. And how much damage, sorry? I hadn't ruled it yet. Oh, okay. um, the result is six points of damage. Okay, perfect. Uh, you wallop into this thing. You do six points of damage and uh, this thing's body just turns towards you. But again, it's almost as if its head doesn't move as it turns to you and just looks at you. Well. Hello. Not that you can hear anything, I'll just look <laughs> up and grin. Uh, and that's the extent of what I've got. Okay, perfect. Uh, next up, it is in fact the silent one. Uh, the silent one uh, looks at the two that are up beside and uh, can each of you guys just roll me a luck check? Lonlin and Salem. Sixteen, okay. lucky number thirteen. Thirteen, cool. Uh, it turns to the thing that to the creature that just walloped it with a quarterstaff, and it is going to reach out for you. It's going to make a attack roll. Yeah, that's right, big ugly. Uh, it got an eight plus four. It got a twelve. It's going to absolutely miss. Uh, it just l- reaches towards you, unlooking, uh, and you see its hand kind of way go like wide past you and then it just stands there and you swear there's a sense of like frustration or smiling or something from this but you don't see any facial expression and next up it is Lisette um sorry how far away is it from me uh it would be about yeah you were in the front so let's say uh you would have to kind of go back to like an intersection so I think it would be 65 to 70 feet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna Eldritch Blast it. Does Eldritch Blast have a a verbal component? I don't think so. Let me double check that. I have it here. I believe it It does. does. It does. But maybe not. Hold on. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. I think it actually does. Yeah. Verbal somatic. Yeah. Uh, you go, you try to tap into this, um, and you can't hear anything, and your voice, like, the part of the spell that requires your voice fades as your Eldritch Blast, uh, like, fizzles in your palm. Alright, then. I'm just gonna run at it, then. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. You run towards it. Yeah. Do I... What does Lizette know about the silent ones? Because she's tackled them quite a bit. Absolutely. Uh, make me, a, make me an, a history or an arcana check. I'm assuming you're going to go with history. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going with history. Actually, no, we're the same. <laughs> um, God damn it. That's a 27. Okay. With a 27, you know that basically if you can get 
like more than 120 feet away from a silent one, you will be out of its zone of silence. Um, And I think you know that um, if you can kind of tempt them to be chasing you, you can be just on the edge and cast your like Eldritch Blast back. You also know that if you can successfully hide from them, like if you can get around a corner or two and successfully hide from them, they're not omnipresent. They're just actively listening. And it's weird, they can hear, but as soon as they get to an area, that area becomes full of silence. Um, And so I think you know that you have to get 120 feet away in order to be able to cast spells again. Um, And you know that you have to, like, if you can be quiet and silent, they will move on, they will leave you. I think with the 27 as well, you know that uh, they are, they detest noise. Uh, noise is the thing that they absolutely hate and they're always drawn to noise. So I think sometimes you've found that like cast or like using some sort of thing to make noise is a good way to distract them as well. Okay. Um, I'm still going to run at it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, you get 30 or your speed is 30, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get 30 feet closer, so you're 35 feet away from it. Um, and as Lizette runs forward, Cricket, you are in hiding. Uh, you don't hear anything. What would you like to do? I'm just going to peer out and notice that my companions are, in fact, trying to murder. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to also try and murder. Okay. Um, Is... Am I within dash? I got like a uh, regular movement distance from my hiding position, or do I also need, need to dash? Well, I guess that's the question. On your last turn, would you have moved closer to hide, or would you have just tried to hide where you were, or even move away to hide? I, I'd move around a little bit. It was really just where is the best hiding spot for me that I okay. go to. Uh, I would say you're probably still at least fifty feet away then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then I'm going to, oh god, as a bard, I, not having the ability to make noise sucks. <laughs> um, I'm just going to dash forward as well. Okay. And get behind the creature, because why not? <laughs> okay, yeah, you run forward uh, and like pass Lisette running down the corridor and uh, past your allies. I'm assuming that's full action to dash. Yeah. And no bonus action, because you can't make noise, I don't think. Uh, yeah, like, Bardic Inspiration, they have to be able to hear you, right? Correct, I believe so. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, as Cricket runs past, uh, they pass you, or he passes you, and then Lonlin, it is your turn. Okay, I am going to... Long sword and my shield. I'm gonna take some some uh, hacks at it, but I I am looking at their feet, so I'm gonna roll a disadvantage. Okay. For that, um, uh, <laughs> that's a net one. This is Can Cricket and Salem? Can you please roll a luck check? Uh, uh, sure. 
Okay, you're rolling luck against me. You're already coming out on top. Well, I got a ten. So... I got a five. Long way through. Reroll your attack, uh, not with disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, that that twenty. Oh my god. No, it's not good. You. Are looking down, and I think you don't because you can't hear. You mm-hmm. don't actually like really. You're not as attuned to where people are. You can't hear Salem run up beside you, and you go mm-hmm. to swing, and Salem's body gets in your way. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you roll your damage, please? Okay, this is gonna sound really fucking stupid, but can I? No, uh, never mind. Um, no, I can't. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean. You, you definitely don't have to, like, put smite on or anything. I'm just going <laughs> to no, tell you that. No, I was like, can I yeah. use protection? Because I'm, like, <laughs> fighting myself right now. Um, okay, so that is um, 18 damage. 18 damage to Salem. Mm-hmm. I- okay. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm, like, in silence. <laughs> Salem is bloodied. Oh, was that, can't heal. was that over half your damage, your hit points? Uh, yeah. Ooh, okay. I'm. Uh, oh no, I can't. That 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 is verbal. Um, okay, second attack. Um, <laughs> second attack. <laughs> Do damage. I mean, at this point, we just gotta put him out of his misery, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay. Oh, that was another nat 20, but it's 15 on the die, so that's 24 to hit. Uh, that will absolutely hit. I'm gonna... Can, can I put a smite into it? I, I don't really know you, the mechanics of this uh, You can absolutely put a smite in. You can still call in that magical ability. It's just only things that are specifically vocal, mm-hmm. like you can't do. Okay. Um, yeah. Is this thing technically undead? Uh, this thing is technically a monstrosity or an aberration, actually. Okay, no worries. Um, I will put a level two smite into it. Uh, so that's 11 radiant damage, and then for the slashing, it is 13 slashing. Ooh, okay. Uh, so that's 24 total. Yeah, Ooh. Uh, and that, hey, that's my turn. <laughs> you know, um, that massive damage thing, it goes both ways, right? So even though you like did a butt-ton of damage to Salem, and Salem is going to be at disadvantage for attack rolls and ability checks until the end of their next turn, so too is this thing. Uh, <laughs> oh my you, god, With right. 24, you were able to do more right. than half of its damage. More than half of it's his points, so... <laughs> sorry, Salem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my turn. Okay. Uh, and I guess, sorry, for the audience, this is a little house rule. We're, we're trying it out. We haven't really had this come up very often, but if you do more than half something's hit points of damage to it in a single hit, they suffer a disadvantage. So... Gl- glad to be the inaugural case. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, after that, uh, Pierre, still hiding on a bookshelf, would Pierre want to do anything else? If Pierre... Uh, Pierre will hop close, because it looks like we're, we're, we are going to engage. Uh, he'll just dash up there and use a bonus action to help. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Pierre gets up there and starts like just hopping in front of this thing's 
uh, face. Uh, Salem, it is now your turn. Because you are already suffering disadvantage, you could absolutely turn your eyes away, or you could keep looking at it, whichever you'd prefer. Your first, your first attack does is made with advantage. Which will yeah. be just a flat roll. I know, I, I'm not going to tempt fate. I'll, I'll look away. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you look away. Uh, I think, like, you get hit by Lonlin, and it's just like, you look towards Lonlin. Um, and then you sla- you smack out at this thing. You can roll um, a flat roll. It's a, it's a miss. It's a 10. It's a 10. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Goes past. Uh, anything else you would like to do? Um, oh, God. <clears throat> Bonus action. Step of the wind. Disengage. Get the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah, you run back. Uh, you're Pretty much everyone is up in the mix now. Uh, you can kind of take a moment and step back. Uh, it is the Silent One's turn. They are going to turn to Lonlin. Uh, this Silent One, this creature, is going to, well, turn towards you. Look at you would be the wrong term. Um, and a 13 and a 16 plus 4, a 17 uh, with the disadvantage, I think misses Lonlin. It does, yeah. Perfect. Um, and it looks kind of towards you, tries to reach out, put, just brushes against your plate, and you just feel this sense of <clears throat> uh, even though you don't hear it. You just feel that in, inherently. And then Lisette, it is your turn. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to tackle it to the ground. <laughs> okay. Uh, you run forward. Um, I know you're 35. I'm going to say because you're jumping to tackle it, I'd allow you to make the full distance. Uh, so uh, make an athletics check contested by this thing's acrobatics. It has disadvantage. Ooh. Oh, no, until the end of its next turn. So sorry, it does not have disadvantage. Never mind. Um... But it didn't roll very well. What did you roll? surprisingly well considering that I have nothing in athletics uh, that's an 18 <laughs> on the die oh my god this thing rolled a 5 total ah uh, finally something physical Lizette's good at <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think Lizette yeah this is something this is a way that you've dealt with uh, with silent ones occasionally is sometimes just tackle them just get them down and then run uh and yeah, you are absolutely able. You jump forward and you tackle this thing to the ground, and you are now prone on the ground in fr- like with this thing on top of it. Uh, any bonus actions? Nah, I am going to like goad it as best I can quietly. <laughs> Make a persuasion or intimidation check for me. I'm going to say with disadvantage because you are doing it quietly. That is a 24. Oof. And is that persuasion or dis- or uh, intimidation? Uh, persuasion. I'm trying to get it to hit me. Okay. Like I'm yeah. daring it to do something. <laughs> um, it's weird. Like it's Trilby is kind of the thing that you can tell where its focus is. Uh, it focuses on you. And Lisette, you feel this sense of welcome. This thing is welcoming you back. Uh, and Cricket, it is your turn. He's prone! I'm gonna look at him and stab him! Yeah! 
You have advantage. Yeah! I hope I can kill him quick! <laughs> I won! That's a pretty trash roll. Sorry, uh, a natural one? No, 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 sorry. Oh. Uh, like, one is in, like, first hit. Uh, oh. 14? Uh, 14 will miss. All right, second attack. That's a 23. Ooh, that'll hit. Perfect. That I'm also going to be using a, a defensive flourish to add a little bit more damage. All right. Uh, that'll be 14 damage in that swing. Ooh, this thing is looking incredibly rough. Uh, it is just barely hanging on. Perfect. Third swing. Bonus action attack. All right. Uh, 22. 22 hits. Perfect. I'm going to do the same thing, except I can't do a defensive flourish. I'm going to be using a mobile flourish. Uh, so I'm going to... not. I'm actually not going to push it away, because I like where it is. Uh, and I'm going to deal, uh, unfortunately, only another nine points of damage. Hey, it had five hit points left. Hey, there we go! So, uh, can you please describe how you stab this thing? So I'm really just trying to stab it at a point where... I won't also kill Lizette or like <laughs> injure her in any way. So like Lizette's just like like shaking like shaking this situation. So I'm like trying to like poke from the side, hitting the ribcage, slashing at the heel before I see Lizette's leg kick up. And then finally uh, Lizette like for whatever reason uh, um, moves up and I see the neck and my my left hand just tries to thrust directly into it. Perfect. Put you it down. thrust into the neck of this thing, and you watch as its body changes from this humanoid with like skin form. It just becomes a pile of papers with writing on it, which, as you watch, crumble to dust underneath Lisette. And as soon as they do, uh, that silence that was around you stops. You can all hear yourself breathing. You can feel your heartbeats, and then after a moment. Uh-oh. Well, well, well. Look who decided to show up again. Uh, and you see, standing about 30 feet uh, down another corridor, you see this churlish gnome with sallow skin, gray veins, completely black eyes, doesn't even have the green irises of Lisette, and just, like, veins emanating from the eyes... Uh, and you see that his beard reaches down to his belt. So, you're finally back. Uh, and, Lonlin, it is now your turn. Oh no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna look at Lizette and look at the gnome and look at Lizette and look at the gnome. Um, do I know if I... <laughs> Will uh, lay on hands work on him, or is he like? Uh, is it? Is he? Totally, I don't really know what's going on with this gnome. <laughs> make a make a straight up Arcana or medicine check for me. Both are terrible. All right. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. Um, I mean, it's worth a shot. Who knows? Uh, how far away is the gnome from me? Uh, thirty feet. Okay, I will. I'll walk, I'll walk over and just say, um, uh, I, I'm sorry it took so long, and I'll place a hand on his shoulder and um, give him back five just to see if that clears anything. 
Uh, can you just make uh, an attack roll to see if you can actually, <laughs> if he doesn't just get out of the way? Okay, I will. I'll, I'll roll as like an unarmed strike then. Perfect. Oh my god. Um, eleven. <laughs> eleven. Yep. Uh, you step towards this guy and you start to like reach out to lay on your hands, and he just bends out of the way. <laughs> get away from me! I don't want any of you touching me at all. Second uh, attack. In like so focused on getting out of the other out of the way of the one, he just kind of like moves and actually gets his shoulder closer to you, and you reach forward and there's like this shimmering barrier around him of magic, but you just push through it. uh, And what would you like to do? Um, I just want to give him five lay on hands just to see if that like clears anything like his veins or like I don't know. Perfect. Uh, you lay on hands, uh, and he says, "Oh, that tickles. I hate being tickled." Uh, and you watch as the veins around his eyes stay exactly as deep as they were before. What was that? What, what is happening? Uh, That's my turn. <laughs> perfect. This guy will just say, "I'll tell you what's happening. I found power here." Uh, and it's now Pierre's turn. Pierre is going to give a help action against him? Okay. Absolutely. I still don't know what we're doing. So Pierre <laughs> is going to, like, hesitantly just kind of be, like, hopping around. Like, no, d- d- don't do it. Uh, stay. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> just, um, you're bad. Yes, stop. Don't be bad. Uh, Salem, it's your turn. Salem has backed off 40 feet, mm-hmm. um, and will look back over. Lundlin, what are we doing here? I thought we're, we're getting him, but there's something wrong with him. Oh, shit. Uh, all right, well... I'm going to cast, I'm going to quicken out a false life on myself. Does that count as healing? Or can Uh, I do that? Temporary hit points? It's it's temporary HP. I would say not. I would say that wouldn't count as healing. Yeah, because it doesn't actually increase my hit points. It just gives me this, like, buffer. Yeah. Um, I'll pop that at second level. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So second level quickened. Um... And then I will move another 20 feet closer. Okay. Get sort of like not right up on him, but but close. Um, and call it towards him. Are you going to come back nicely? Or is this going to be yeah, unpleasant? Uh, make a persuasion check for me. An 11. An 11? Why the hell's would I come back nicely? Yeah, that's about what I figured. And I'm going to step the rest of the 20 feet in and whack him with the quarterstaff. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. I miss with a 13. Oh, wait, I've got advantage from Pierre. Oh, yeah, you uh, do. Oh. Yeah, and it was just one round of disadvantage? It, yeah, it for just the... one round. Yeah, of just, just, one. just right, so it's 25 to hit. 25 to hit, then. 25 uh, will absolutely hit. For... Six points of bludgeoning damage. Six points of bludgeoning damage. Perfect. Uh, you whack into him, and he just looks at you 
and says, I hate all of you so very much. And I know your secrets. Um, and, uh, yes, uh, it is in fact his turn. Uh, he looks at you, at the two people who have run forward, um, and he is going to, uh, oh, right, okay, perfect, um, I think he is just going to, uh, look at the two of you, and then look at Lisette, who is prone on the ground, and just say, you, you did this to me, I have been here for over a year, and I have no idea how to leave. Uh, and he's going to cast two... Uh, sorry, he is a 14th level. He's going to cast... What? Uh, <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> he's going to cast three beams of Eldritch Blast at Lizette. They're all going to be at disadvantage because she is prone. So... Uh, I have questions! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, two misses and... Ooh, all of these uh, miss. You watch as these Eldritch Blasts, very similar to Lisette's, this inky blackness, uh, fly forward. But this thing, this guy is so consumed with rage and anger. Uh, they just slam into bookshelves behind Lisette, knocking papers flying, tomes falling to the ground. And he just goes, I hate you all so much. Uh, and Lisette, it's your turn. Uh, so Lisette's going to get up very calmly um and that's half my movement right or football yep, movement? that is half your movement okay and he's 30 feet away from me uh yes okay i'm gonna brush she's gonna brush herself off and start walking very slowly towards him so i see you found power in the archives it's clumsy so far um need a little bit of work if you are going to serve it in such a way that requires you to throw around these words and throw around these threats like you mean anything and or any harm to us, I suggest that you work on your aim. And then I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast at him. <laughs> and I'm going to make it a nightmarish blast. Okay. Sorry, what? <laughs> a nightmarish blast. <laughs> what have you got now? What is this? Oh, by the way, sorry. These folks leveled up to level eight, so I think this is something new. It is something new. Yeah. Something I'm very excited for. Okay, so that's two beams. Okay. First one is a uh, 16. Uh, 16 will hit. Second one is a 21. Will hit. And so Nightmarish Blast uh, gives me an extra 3d4 damage per beam. And I have to roll a d4 to decide what damage that is. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, hey. That's fire damage. All right. Perfect. Yeah, your inky, like, eldritch blasts, as they flow out of you, that ink catches fire. Uh, and all these beams wrap around this guy and deal how much damage? Okay. Ooh. <laughs> The rule 64. <laughs> this is what I get for sticking with traditional dice. This is the punishment that I get. <laughs> is having to math? Is having to do so much math. That's 33 points of damage. 
Oh, baby. God. Uh, now let's you... see who the archives favor. Uh, this fiery ink wraps around his body. Um, and unlike so many of the other creatures, when they fade away, they don't leave letters and tattoos. But you do see like pink raw skin underneath from where this guy has been burned. And he just ca- screams out in pain. As you do damage to him, he also just starts laughing. Anything else on your turn? Um, I think I'm going to turn to Lonlin and just say, Lonlin, I know that you want to help people, but I can speak from experience. He is beyond our assistance. It's better we put him down. No. No, we're not ending him. We made this. We we can fix it. We did nothing. I did this. Let me take the responsibility. I am... No. I, I can't kill him. A moment of tension between our compatriots. <laughs> Cricket, it is back to you. <laughs> oh, god damn it, Richard. <laughs> Why? Why do you do that to us? It hurts so much. What the fuck? I'm sorry. That's Cricket's war cry. <laughs> all of the damage is coming to you now. It's all of it. Forever. I feel like I've just been shattered. <laughs> <laughs> Not Salem, me. No, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like I've taken 3d10 force damage. I'm going to cry, confuse, as I jump along the bookshelves and try and attack this guy non-lethally. Okay. Uh, make some attack rolls. Okay. Um... Uh, 20. 20 hits. Perfect. I'm going to make that a defensive flourish, so I deal... Oh, fuck. I deal a little one point of damage, so 11 total. Okay. Uh, second attack going out. That's a 22. Okay. I'm dealing 8 damage on that one. And my bonus action is going to swing up with the blunt end of my longsword with my bonus hand. 27, and I'm going to get another 8. Okay. Perfect. Um, How much was that first one? I'm sorry. Uh, 11, so 19 plus another 8, so 27 damage total. Thank you very much. Perfect. Uh, Excellent. Uh, Lisette, can you just read out to me that reaction that allows you to summon something? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Um... Oh, okay, where is it? Um, when you take damage, you can use your reaction to summon a single creature with a CR less than or equal to one-third of your warlock level that is monstrosity, fiend, aberration to a location within 10 feet of you. The DM chooses which creature of your chosen type is summoned, and its CR should be as close as possible to the requested value. When the creature appears, it is initially hostile to all creatures around it. The creature remains for one hour until you banish it as an action within 30 feet of it. The creature must make a charisma saving throw to be banished. Um, Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Yeah, you'd watch as basically right behind Cricket, this large tentacled creature, like half of a octopus kind of thing with inky skin and all of these just tentacles lumbers out of a rift 
in the world and uh, which Lisette, you understand to say who dare summon me forth time to feast that would be absolutely adorable if it wasn't absolutely terrible for us right now <laughs> as this thing is summoned we're going to end that for today's session <laughs> oh god how did it go so wrong <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. How will our heroes handle this churlish gnome? What secrets do the archives hold? And what absolutely ridiculous antics will our heroes get up to next? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, visit www.dirty20spodcast.com, all spelled out, to be the most animated sleeper at the party. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to the website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Stusick. My players were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, Toby McGowan, and Elliot White. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels. (laughs) 